Hi. 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 Welcome to I Need Some Creep, the podcast where two comedians talk about horror because we want we to. We just want to. Yeah. Oh. Uh, my name is Marissa Riley. I'm one of your co-hosts. And with me today is the amazing Alicia Hush. Hi, Marissa Riley. You Hi. are amazing. You're Hello. amazing. Stop it. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm really good. A little sweaty, but. Oh, yeah. So happy to be here. That'll happen. Um. Yeah, welcome to this podcast. Uh, this is an exciting week because this week we watched Silence of the Lambs, yeah. which Ooh. if you don't know is a 1991 American psychological horror film directed by John Dem, written by Ted Talley and adapted from Thomas Harris's 1988 novel. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. I'm so excited to talk about this. Um, I feel like... So many people have been mentioning this movie lately that we needed to. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, it was in the cards, if you will. For real. It was on my list, my long list. Yeah. Your cousin. Yeah, yeah. my cousin brought it up. I, I keep hearing. Everyone brings it up. I saw something on TikTok about it. So you know we had to talk about yeah. it. Oh, it was faded. It was faded. Um, but before we get really into Silence of the yeah. Lambs, we have to talk about the scariest thing of all, which is our lives. Uh, Alicia, what is the scariest thing that happened to you this week? Um, I presented uh, an exercise for a class that I'm taking. Okay. Um, and I was really nervous, but it was good. It was really good. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Can, can I ask you what kind of class? Yeah, it's an acting is? class. An acting class. Yeah. That's horrifying. Yeah, I know. Do it. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I'm a fish out of water in there. <laughs> I feel like you'd be amazing, and I would it be is thrilled. Not stand-up comedy. Uh, uh, yeah. it, isn't it so funny that acting for us is scarier than stand-up oh. comedy? Uh, it's, I think it's so much. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have so much respect for actors. Oh, I'm absolutely. Like, How are y'all doing mm. this? Mm. And are you okay? Yeah. And then I'll go on stage Living. and like, you're like, talk about my childhood. I like, this is easy. <laughs> this is a Make eye contact with people I've never met. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> um, no stress. It's totally yeah. easy. Um, yeah. God, isn't it so fun? Every time I mention I do comedy, everyone's like, oh my God, how do you do it? And I'm like, how do you not do it? How do you <laughs> <laughs> what are you, like a well-adjusted what person? <laughs> What's that like? Um, what was the scariest thing that happened to you this week? Um, not too scary for a lot of people, but I socialized, like went out three whole times this week. Wow. And I think I'm going to have to spend the next month and a half Ooh. alone in the dark uh, just to <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just watching horror movies alone in the dark with a candle, just regenerating oh, my little social cells. <laughs> totally. You know, just talk to so Delivery. many people. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I also finished Succession, so I felt like I had to leave the house. Yeah. Yeah. Get out there. Yeah. I was like, I dedicated my whole life to Succession, and now it's over. I need my personality back yeah i need Got to it. see who i am and it was great and um, now i'm ready to go back in yeah <laughs> just go right back in uh <laughs> i peeped out uh, and another like, <laughs> yeah saw my shadow needs six more weeks yep. yep yep got it yeah um all right terrifying we're yeah lots of scary stuff trucking going along. on trucking can't along. wait for the next one <laughs> 
Um, okay, real quick before we dive into this incredible movie um, that's very interesting to talk about, uh, I just want to warn you guys, we're going to spoil it. Yeah, we are. We're going to spoil it a lot. And also we're going to talk about adult themes. We're going to curse. And also I just wanted to give a little warning. We are going to talk about uh, trans representation yes. in film. But also I want to say I'm going to do, I we're both cis people. Yes, exactly. And we're going to do our best to show a ton of respect and inclusivity um, to trans folks Absolutely. out there. And who we love and who support. We love, who we love and support. Um, so yeah, we're going to do our best to give um, as much love and respect because this movie um as much as I love it, it's got a couple problematic themes issues. going on, a couple issues. So I'm just saying hi at the top and that we see you and we're going to do yes, our best. Absolutely. Yes. Um, all right. Alicia, do you want to give us a little summary? A little bio. Silence of the Lambs. A little bio. Yes. Okay. So just to preface, I'm not going to get into a lot of the nitty gritty totally of the fine. themes just yeah. for the bio. Yeah. I'm just going to... Hit, shoot straight from the hip here. Love All it. right. Uh, FBI trainee Clarice. Cl- whoa. <laughs> I like it better, to be honest. Clary. <laughs> Good evening, Clarice. <laughs> you sound like... Clarice. <laughs> Is it getting worse? <laughs> you sound like the dad from... Um, oh, fucking so damn excited. it. <laughs> what that Seth that? MacFarlane show. Oh, Family Guy? Yes, yes. I'll have 6,000 chicken vaginas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can I have 6,000 chicken vaginas? I can't do the voice now. Of course you know <laughs> that one line. Do you watch that show? Not in 5,000 years, but I will never forget that line. <laughs> Ever in my life. Is that line problematic? I don't know it's anymore. So I've funny. said it so many times. <laughs> right in. Am I a problem? Yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was hoping to edit that out, but I we guess. Can. Okay. FBI trainee Clarice Starling <laughs> is <laughs> handed a hot load after being. <laughs> I have no idea if that joke is going to land. <laughs> I'll just wind it up again. Handed a hot after being recruited to interview dr hannibal lecter a criminally and federally classified psychopath and serial cannibal yep Whoa. right out the gate yep it's, i mean that's elevated that is elevated elevated an, ele- an elevated fabric yep um unbeknownst to her at the time officer starling is sent to speak with dr lecture <laughs> damn it with I Dad love it. Dan. I like it better. Dan. Officer Starling is sent to speak with Dr. Lecter because the FBI hopes that he will provide insight into another serial murderer currently at large, Buffalo Bill. Yeah. A uh, little bit about Buffalo Bill. Uh, they target women. Yeah. Hold them captive. Yeah. Loosen their skin. Yeah. And then they skin them. Yeah. Easy peasy. More on that later. Yeah. yeah. Uh, put a pin. We'll be circling back. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, after Clar- Clarice... Ooh, I'm on thin ice with these names. <laughs> after... after <laughs> to just be calm, Alicia. Uh, <laughs> after Clarice quickly charms Dr. Lecter, Dr. Lecter reveals that he has a personal connection to, buf- to the Buffalo Bill case and that he had Buffalo Bill's former lover as a previous patient. Oh. 
kind of a big deal. Yeah. Uh, He continues to mentor Clarice through their investigation. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Uh, Into the Mothman or person. Sorry. Uh, It turns out Buffalo Bill has a penchant for moss. Yeah. It's a fun affectation. That is kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of coveting. Yeah. In this film, in general, uh, we've got Buffalo Bill coveting moss and plus-size women. Yeah. Okay. Every male on screen coveting Clarice. Everyone. Uh, and meanwhile, Dr. <laughs> Dr. Hannibal Lecter coveting and pulling off the great escape. Yes. What an uh, escape. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> we were singing different songs. You remember that song? What? Yeah. Is it Gwen Stefani? Yeah. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) That's my song, actually. No. Um, (laughs) Okay. Uh, Dr. Lecter escapes by, and my apologies for oversimplifying this, uh, but by wearing the face of a freshly murdered prison guard. As one would. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's it's brilliant. Brilliant. It's brilliant. I mean... Uh, well done you succeeded yeah. at what cost you sicko are you kidding it's like what, doctor what are your boundaries <laughs> you know what i'm yeah. saying yeah it, it, it's like everybody's got to have a limit yeah you know not not dr lecture <laughs> i'm sorry i might call him that for the rest of the podcast i'm kind of obsessed <laughs> also i want to point out <laughs> i i um i didn't see this coming uh, the face swap, and I've seen this before. <laughs> yeah, same, same. I was like, oh, that's right. Oh, come on, you got guy. me again, Doctor Lecture. I know. I mean, he's very goal oriented, task oriented guy. Yeah, you know, I'll give him that. Total uh, Scorpio. Very creative. Oh, what a Scorpio. Yes. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Wow. Yep. <laughs> like, gotta chill. Yeah. Jeez, I don't want to <laughs> think about that. Uh, Clarice solves a breakthrough in the case with Doctor. Lecter's guidance <laughs> and heads to Buffalo Bill's hometown uh, somewhere or other Ohio. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, her team at the FBI has also unearthed something and when Clarice calls her supervisor to inform him of her crack in the case, he tells her that they are already en route to where they believe Buffalo Bill currently is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, her supervisor tells her to keep poking around Buffalo Bill's hometown and see if she can find anything incriminating yeah. that would help build their case. And Clarice does just that. Yep. Uh, and it is here in somewhere or, or other Ohio that she manages to single-handedly track Buffalo Bill down to their childhood home where his mother, where their mother used to run a sewing business. She also learns that Buffalo Bill has been skinning their victims yep. so that they can wear them yep. as a suit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A skin suit. Yeah. And, you know, everyone has their own opinions about fashion and was ethical and yeah in this case i have to say go vegan <laughs> yeah this this crossed a boundary yeah. for me yeah. yeah go vegan go vegan uh lean in go vegan uh clarice conf- confronts buffalo bill engages in a really real pretty anxiety upping cat and mouse chase with absolutely them, right shoots them yeah. uh, and then saves their most recent victim and might i say yeah saves the fucking day saves the day the alone fucking day yeah. Alone, I Alone. know. Uh, this would be the perfect ending. However, uh, I cannot end without circling back to Dr. Lecter. Yep. Who, remember, has escaped. Yeah. 
fresh faced. Yep. Uh, totes fine. We get we wrap up with Doctor Lecker. <laughs> damn it! Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I love all of them. I love all of Dr. them. Doctor Lecker. Um, uh, so Doctor Lecter calls Clarice from abroad. Yeah. Still having not been recaptured, and congratulates her for solving the case. Yeah. And we end as we see him eye his next target, who happens to be his asshole psychiatrist what an from asshole. the ward. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I was kind of rooting for Dr. Lecter. At that oh, moment. yeah. I think a lot of people are. Yeah. I was like, yep, yep, yep. And he looked great in that linen suit. He did. Unforgettable. He did. I think I even said, good for you, Anthony. Gave him yeah. a little finger gun. Yeah. <laughs> Go get him, girl. Go get him, tiger. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, it's you go, girl. I you changed go, girl. that. Oh, yeah, go yeah, get him, yeah. girl. That sounds a little creepy. No, I, it's a pause. I meant it positively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could tell by your voice. Yeah. yeah. Um, thank you for that summary. Um, I was about to Please. tell everyone here to give you a hand, um, but we are alone. So we are alone, listeners. So uh, once again, I've I played to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you played to me. That was really creepy. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, all right. Mind. Real quick before we deep dive into this film, Alicia, I think I know the answer to this. Did you like this movie? Yes or no? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Same. Yes. Yes. Yes, I did. Fucking love this I movie. I think I would also like to watch um, the other two. <gasps> Have you not seen them? I've only seen one of them. And actually, you know, I think I've only seen like the one scene. The brain? Yep. So this is a spoiler. Uh, he eats a brain. No, he doesn't. He feeds a brain to, to the, oh, the guy. Bless. Yeah. Um, I think about that scene all the time. I will say the second film and the third film are not even close to as oh, good wow. okay. as this, even though Julianne Moore takes on the role of Clarice, which is frustrating because I just want as much as oh, I love Julianne oh, Moore to death. Do not get me wrong. Do not get me wrong. But I, uh, Jodie Foster is the only Clarice Starling in my yes, universe. Say what you will. Say, yeah, say what you will. Also, uh, we'll talk about this 5,000 times. Uh, to me, Clarice is gay. Jodie's gay. Yeah. We're all gay. And that makes me so happy. Yeah. That makes me so happy. She's a queer icon yeah, to me. She is, totally. And I can't wait to talk about it. Absolutely. Hi, Jodie. Hi, Tony. Uh, and it was before she came out, which is iconic. I know. Yeah. Iconic. And it's one of the few times where a gay man and a gay woman are in a room getting along. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that happens a lot more. But back in the day, that was not a very common yeah, sight. That's true. We just wave to each other at parades. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Anyways, let's deep dive into this gorgeous film that is problematic but also gorgeous yes uh let's talk about okay I, i'm gonna throw a lot of nostalgia into this um so feel free to stop me if i yeah, go too yeah. deep but this opening weirdly whenever someone talks about silence of the lambs i don't know why i always think about the opening which is jodie foster running in this sweatsuit with the turtleneck underneath and just dominating this yes. little course yes i don't i don't think of any other scene primarily i just think of her running yeah. and that maybe that's me but i'm just like it's so cool and powerful and gay yeah it's great it's hot so 
the the really cool thing about this scene, since you already love it so much, I is Jody it. came up with it. No, <gasps> Jody. So the scene where I think um, they, which is after she meets Hannibal Lecter, yeah, where they show them in the class, yeah, and it's like an FBI drug bust or something, yeah, a fake one. That was going to be the original opening. Oh, really? But Jody felt it had been done before. Yeah, absolutely. And she was like, you know, I think, you know, this has been seen. I think we can do something fresh. Yeah. So she came up with this. I and they just moved the scene. I love that because yeah. it shows um, it's just her. <coughs> it's very independent. And it shows her her drive because, I mean, and physically. She knows what she she knows she's doing yeah and she is a physically kind of small person but she doesn't let that get in the way of climbing these walls yeah. or running really fast and it's really nice to see her on her own with this like look in her eyes yeah absolutely of just power yeah yeah and she's so in control of herself so in control she never loses it no and it's interesting to she's see she's very much like dr Lecter in that way yeah, absolutely. It's really interesting. And we'll talk about all these parts is once she starts and obviously she's uh, unfortunately had way too much practice this, with this, but every encounter with a man, which is the whole movie is horrifying, almost scarier in my opinion than her encounters with Hannibal Lecter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just gross. Yes, I know the way they treat her in this film yes. because she's a woman is and a beautiful woman but also a woman is disgusting yeah it's terrible um okay so i want to move into her first kind of getting into her first meeting with hannibal and she's assigned sort of this what is called an errand which is already sort of um patronizing of her her superior to say like I'm just running you on this. Uh, I'm sending you to this glorified errand. And um, I think this is the part right after we get this horrible shot of her on an elevator. She's wearing gray. She's very short with all of these men in red around her on an yes. elevator. And it's very clear that like w- w- how they're placing her yeah. in the grand scheme of things. And they're sending her on an errand, which is to see one yeah. of the scariest people and in the it's, world. It's 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 interesting that you say that because that man, the FBI supervisor, you could argue other than Hannibal Lecter, yeah, is the man who respects her the second most, really. Yeah. He does respect her cuz he hears yeah. her when she eventually and we'll go to that moment when we go to that moment, but yeah. they have a conversation about what she's been experiencing as a woman. Yeah. Yeah, in and the, it, it takes FBI. him a, a little while to evolve and respect her because they have a couple bumps in the road. Mm-hmm. But also this kind of opening, see when he gives her this assignment, where he also, um, there's a bit of exposition about her background and how she's a student and everything she's studying, psych, I think it's criminology, and how she's at the top of her class. Um, she's very passionate. Yes. And she's very educated and she's going to fight for this and it's really cool. Yes. It's, it's one of my, I don't know. I thought this scene was one of the better expositions I've seen in a film because it's one thing to say those, but to see her react to her own sort of uh, resume so far as, as one might say is just like 
Yeah. Yeah. That's me. Yes. That's me. Yep. Just so strong. Yep. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a very good first impression for me. I don't know. Yeah. For everyone else in the film, not so much. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, then we get to go to the asylum and I thought, I thought it was, I thought this was such a stark contrast between meeting, uh, Dr. Chilton, who is the slimiest person in the world. He's kind of the head psychiatrist at this asylum. And he is, he just, he's talking, he's telling her kind of the rundown of how you talk to Hannibal Lecter and he licks his lips after calling Hannibal a monster. I know. I was like, you are a lizard person. You are. I know. And it's also, it's, I, I, he's, Yeah. He's interesting because he dehumanizes Dr. Lecter the entire time. Yeah. The entire interaction of the whole movie. Yeah. That, that they have is, it, yeah. It's so true. But then it's so, it's so interesting that after he has been dehumanizing, um, you know, this person, then we meet Hannibal Lecter. And I don't want to say he's pleasant, but in comparison to Lizard Man, mm-hmm. He's pleasant. Yeah, he respects her. He respects her. And he, um, yes, obviously he's uh, a psychopath and he's committed these disgusting crimes. But also on the way, I forgot this, on the way to meeting uh, Dr. Lecter, she walks past the other inmates. And one of them says, "Uh, trigger warning, this is going to be gross. He says, I can smell your cunt. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. Mickey? Mickey? Migs. Migs. Good old Migs. Migs. Good old Migs. Um, <laughs> I also, there are so many queer moments in this film that yes. I, I tried to like cling on to, but there's one point where after she meets Dr. Lecter, who is equal parts pleasant and terrifying um, and polite and creepy, um, he says, he makes a comment that he can smell her beauty products. Oh. He's like, I can smell what kind of lotion you wear. Wow, I forgot about that. Isn't that intense? That's really intense. <gasps> and also, totally queer. Yeah. That is so queer for him to be up to date. Because it's almost not sexual. No. Yeah. And it makes me, obviously it might be an intimidation tactic, but also like, I don't know. There are so many things that could be said like about that. a predator-prey situation? A predator-prey. It could be like... um some sort of like I know uh, maybe I'm on your side because I know women's products I don't know Ooh, predator prey is interesting because some predators attract their prey to them oh really you know what I'm saying yeah like like Venus flytraps yeah absolutely and she ultimately is the one who seduces him though in a very non-sexual way very much so yeah their relationship is very platonic. Mm-hmm. And there's but even she's definitely the one that does the charming, I think. Absolutely. I think there's even a point where he mentions um, later in the film where he's like, uh, oh, you're visiting me again. They're going to yes. think we're fucking. Yes. And she's like, that's beside the point. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wipes it away. She's like, nope, I don't care about that. I came to save this woman. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You say whatever you want. Um, bye. <laughs> um, bye. Uh, and I thought that was really interesting. Then he, of course, says the iconic uh, fava beans quote, 
which is interesting, but I think not as interesting as him reading her. Um, and I don't mean that in the drag term. I mean, just literally, well, actually maybe a little bit. Um, I mean, as he is so, uh, he's like so focused on details. He says, um, he points out, uh, you and your good bag and your cheap shoes. What a thing, what a thing to observe and say to a woman. That is so rude. It's so rude and specific. But if someone said that to me, I would not think about the fava beans thing. And I would think about that for the whole day. And I'd be like, I'd be like, you just attacked me too. You attacked me. I mean, wow, that's arrogant. And you attacked my social status. You you read so much about me. And he goes into the fact where he's like, I know, I, I can tell where you're from, da, da, da. And I'm like, Wow, for someone to see that just from like my clothes, yeah. Can you imagine what they would see if they knew anything else about me? Yeah, if I started talking. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So he also has another great quote um, <laughs> that I wrote down um, about Migs. Yes. When uh, he calls Clarice back to him after she starts to leave after the exit. Yeah. And she runs back, and they're all yelling. All the other men on the <laughs> on the jail line. Yeah. And he says, he says, go, Clarice. I, I don't think Migs could manage again so soon, even if he is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he's referring to the fact that Migs threw is. her face. He is. he is. That is so twisted and hilarious. Uh, <laughs> even if he is crazy. <laughs> even if he is crazy. Also, fucking Clarice. What a badass to get come literally thrown in her face. And what does she do? Keeps working on this project. She's got goals. She's got she's goals. Got a, 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 yeah. I mean, she's trying to save someone. Yeah. She's like, she doesn't have time to, and she's probably used to it. There's, is this is like just one of the things that she deals with. Yeah. She's like, get me a wipe. We have to move on. Yeah. I got to write this report. It's like she, nothing, nothing phases her because she doesn't not expect anything. Exactly. Wow. Oh, Clarice. Yeah. Um, anything else on this first meeting before we move to his the second meeting? No. <gasps> Let's talk yeah. about the second meeting. Okay. Um, after she gets all the clues from him, she kind of deciphers a little riddle he told while mm-hmm. they were together, which was awesome. I would not have thought of that. Um, she discovers an old storage unit that had a car in it that had a head in it. Oh yeah. Oh, good times. And, uh, so naturally. And what a head. Wow. Oh, it's in water. I didn't even realize it was in water. It was so big. It was so big. So naturally, what does she do? She goes back and talks to him. What's the deal with the head? <laughs> Dr. Lecter, I have what questions. What would you say is going on there? Yep. And he offers her a towel, which she takes, which <laughs> I thought was, I shouldn't have thought this, but I was like, oh, it's sweet. They're getting, yeah, they're getting yeah. closer. Trusting. <laughs> Building trust. Gaining trust. And um, this was my, one of my favorite Clarice lines was um, he asked her, how did you feel when you saw this head? And she said, scared at first then exhilarated yeah so and i wonder if she meant that which i think she did but also she probably felt this is the time to be a true murderino because maybe we can bond yes maybe this is a bonding moment i want to show him i am maybe not like him but similar down i'm down yeah i'm cool cool yeah um then they make the deal if if she gets him a room with a view, he will 
uh, talk about Buffalo Bill because, as you said, he has treated uh, Bill's um, former partner. But yeah, so we find out that um, Hannibal has this uh, this connection to Buffalo Bill, and we're going to try to trade some some nice space with Hannibal for Ooh, some information. Yep. 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 And so, actually, I have a question about this moment yes. because I think I got a little lost. She's lying to him, right? I think so. Um, and I think, yeah, I think so. I think this is one of her first tactful moves. I think a lot of her moves are sort of. Oh yeah. A lot of the things she she's saying and doing. What she's doing. Yeah, but I know the ultimate offer, the specific offer from the quote unquote senator is was planned with her superior. Mm-hmm. Um, but at this point, I think she's just going with it. Okay. Okay. What do you think? No, I couldn't I couldn't figure it out. I thought it was genuine at first and then I thought later in the film they had said she was lying or she went I don't know. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow, Clarice. Yeah. Yeah. The the Clarice. real when she I know when she comes in with that real deal, mm-hmm. real in quotes, um, it's fake. Woof. Woof. Um, OK, so this next part, which I uh, is very interesting, um, is where we get to finally see some Bill. Yes. And we see him lure his next oh victim. Oh, it's awful. It's awful. And he does the thing. And this was, I, I looked up, it was inspired by Ted Bundy. It yeah. Where he, oh, woof. Oh, no. Uh, I know. Uh, no, I know. no. Um, he, he pretends to be hurt in order to um, get her to help him mm-hmm. get something into a van. And then he takes her and is able to eyeball that she's a size 14, which is a part of his process. Yes. Cause he gets a, a, someone who's a size 14, starves them, lotions them up, skins them, makes yes. a skin suit. Yep. Yep. Big reveal. Big reveal. Um, yeah, that scene, that scene still makes my gut clench. I learned so much when I watched that scene the first time I was like, oh my God, they set a trap. Yeah. They set a trap. Um, that's horrifying. It's yeah, I know. And like they appeal to, oh God, you're sick. The kindness and, and the ability that women have to care Mm -hmm. or empathy. Mm -hmm. And this also kind of connects to speak no evil in that. Well, yes, we have a lot of responsibility. It's also like a, it's tied in with politeness. Yeah. We feel like we have to be polite and we have to offer help. We have to offer that's, help. That's what they're appealing to. Our sense that we have to offer help. Yeah. Um, anyways, back to Buffalo Bill. <laughs> what a what a sentence. We find out his process, the skinning, and then we find out that he disposes of them in water. Um, yep. Okay, then we we discover another a body, um, potentially one of his first bodies that uh, in the river, and we find a cocoon in her throat. Yes, we do. We also see that her back has been skinned. Yes, and it's a it's a pretty intense sight. Yeah, for all of us, it's a it's a large part of her back. Yeah, and it's a very precise cut. Very precise, and that's what got me. Is that they were so 
Yeah, I was like, oh, Uh, expert. Yeah. Expert cuts. Um, And then we, okay, this is another scene where um, (laughs) we we run into more shitty guys. Also, previous to this, um, in order to view this body, Clarice has to interact with um, kind of local police and all of them treat her poorly, including her superior. His name is escaping me right now. His the, her kind of mentor on the force who gave her this assignment. Um, even he says, um, "I don't want her to see. I don't want yeah. her to be here while we talk about this," which is so patronizing, so terrible. Yeah. And then she's left alone with all of these police officers who are just staring ha- yeah. at her only because she's a woman. And Oh, it's disgusting. It's, it's so eerie. It's more eerie than the body. I would rather look at the yeah. body for three hours than look at yeah the, their faces just staring at her. Yeah. Oh, it's disgusting. But just when no, you think... No awareness among a single one of them. Or do you think it's intentional? What do you mean? Them staring. Oh, I think they're just staring because they suck. Yeah. yeah. And... Um, they, Got it. they yeah, worry totally. that they're like, oh, what's she doing here? Could she handle this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is she ready for this? Is she, yeah. Oh, my God. Is she going to see a dead? Can she handle seeing a dead body? Yeah. Like, um, they, like they would stare at a zebra. Yeah. Standing in the same place. Yeah. Exactly. Like, what's this thing doing here? Yeah. What's going on? Uh, who let this thing in? What's going on? <laughs> what's going on Wait, here? Wait, guys. What's going on? What <laughs> is this? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> um. Then we run into, and and this is going to take two seconds to talk about, but the bug guys, just when I think the guys in this movie, the the male presence in this movie can't get worse, we run into the bug guys. We have to take this cocoon that we found in the dead woman's throat, which Clarice discovered because she's a badass and she noticed something different. Um, and it's clearly some sort of calling card that Buffalo Bill is into. We take it to the bug guys, which are disgusting. These two disgusting guys. <laughs> I wanted to like them. I don't know why. One immediately starts hitting on her by asking if she likes cheeseburgers, mm-hmm. which in the wild, if I was like open to that, I don't think that's the worst uh, line. Um, but I was like, you're in a business setting. You're in a business setting. She's FBI. She's trying to solve a murder case. Don't hit on her. Yeah. Don't. She's trying to save a person. She's on a time limit. Yeah. Stop it, dude. Dude. And the way that she has to like dispel him is like she flirts and puts him down. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. I have always wanted to master. I hate when. Yeah. I hate having to do that. I hate it. I hate it. Because there's no right way. She nailed it. Yeah. There's, you can ignore them. You can uh, play dumb. That's play my, dumb. my favorite way. Yeah. You can go to the bathroom forever. I go to the bathroom and leave a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can try to confidently crush them and everyone hates that. So there's no winning. There's no there's winning. There's no winning. You can't call them out. Is that, oh, me, me, me. It's just no winning. Um <laughs> Do you like that? Me, me, me. (laughs) Never once has a guy said me, me, me to me. (laughs) But that's the vibe. Um, And of course, we're talking about just like the worst people. Um, Of course. Just a heads up. They're good ones. I see you. Of course. If you're a male feminist and you're working on it, I respect you. Um, But this is the part where we find out that the cocoon is a death's 
head moth from Asia, which means that someone is very specially uh, raising them <laughs> and that it takes work. Yes. Who And who has the time work. to do that? A serial killer. Yeah. Meticulously. Yep. Yep. Bill. Yep. I'm always worried someone's going to find out one of my hobbies that's like along the lines of caring for moths and be like, yep, that Marissa. Yeah, my friends, Nikki, Nikki and JD, I prefer moths over butterflies. And they, they're like, that's a huge red flag. And I don't see it. I don't see it. I love I a don't moth. see it. I don't even think it's a beige flag. So, nope. Up yours. I guys. think it's a no, green I'm flag. Kidding. You know what moths do? They come into your house and they eat other annoying bugs. Yeah, agreed. And they're beautiful too. They have really pretty nice patterns. They're beautiful. They're, they're sweet. They sound really soft yeah. when they fly. Yeah. I love it when I see I had a moth living in my room and then it died. I know. They always die. I always feel so bad. I can never get them out. So bad. Oh, my God. They just try so hard to get out. I'm like, I'm so sorry. How'd you even get in? How'd you even get in? I can't open half my windows because they have window units. Moth. Have you seen that video of the little kid who names his moth, Moth You? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So good. (laughs) Hell yeah. Amazing. Children. Um, All right. So then we find out that um, Buffalo Bill... Has uh, his most recent victim, Catherine, is the senator's daughter. Yep. Whoops. Whoops. You picked. You really picked one. Not good, Bill. Not great. No. That means a lot of resources coming your way. Yep. Tough this look. Has been escalated. Tough look for my pal Bill. My pal. Mm. Mm. Um. Then we get our third meeting with uh, Clarice. And Mr. Lecter, doctor, apologies, Dr. Lecter, uh, Clarice offers him this very fake deal, which he doesn't yes. know is fake, um, which offers him uh, a room with a view and a week at a beach. Yes. A week at a beach, um, which I think is a, a clear flag that this and is fake. Wow. Does she sell that, though? Oh, she sold it. She had a picture of the map. I guess that should have been a tip off that she was lying. Maybe he knew. I wonder maybe about that's that. why he escapes. Well, I mean, a part of me thinks he could have escaped the whole time. Yeah, I was going to say, and he, he was just waiting. He, yes, exactly. Yeah, he just needed an opportunity, and he found one. Yep. Um, okay, and then uh, all he has to do to get this fake deal <laughs> is just keep Catherine, uh, the senator's daughter, from dying. Yeah, easy peasy. Just tell us who he is, dude. Yeah, tell and us who they are. Yeah, tell us who they are. And naturally, Hannibal, which I think is the queerest, one of the queerest things in this film, he says, I will give you whatever you want, um, but I need one more thing in exchange, which is I need to know all about your life, Clarice. Yeah. I need some tea, Clarice. Yeah. <laughs> he needed some tea. That's what this film boils down to is uh. Hannibal needed some tea because he was bored. He was tired of sketching. And he needed to hear why Clarice is so interesting because sadly, interesting people have were hard traumatic. To come by. They were hard to come by. They're hard at to that come point. by, and they have traumatic childhoods. Yeah. And I'm so sorry that is a correlation, but that is the truth. That is the truth. Um, yeah, it is interesting that he wants to know all that stuff about her. I didn't think about it until you said so. I wonder. Um, do you think it's because he can't read her? That might be it. That might be it. It's it's as if he has to master her. Yeah. Not even dominate, just like 
why can't I crack this one? Yeah. Because he is a psychiatrist and that is, that was his job is like sort of cracking people open. And I can imagine that if you work in that job, you, you, that is the mind is something very interesting to you. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that's why it, that's like his metaphorical way of cracking her open literally. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. To see what she's made of. Yeah. You know. <gasps> oh, I love that. I don't, does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. It's a new mind. Also, I don't think he's run into someone like necessarily exactly like Clarice. Yeah. Cause a few times he tries to predict her childhood. Yes, I know. He's like, Are, he's wrong. He's wrong. He's like, were you abused? Did someone touch you? You know, this or that. And she's like, nope. Yep. I think wrong. he's wrong about her right from the beginning. Yeah. I think the second he sees her, he makes a series of judgments about her. I think he's made a series of judgments about her before she's even showed up. Yeah. And I think she defies all of them within the first like thing, singular sentence, she says. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And he's, I think that's a big part of his charming of her. Yeah. You know, her charming of him. Yeah, because it does seem like, it does seem like at first he's charming her, but the deeper we get into this film, we realize this is her game. Yes. She's had the power the whole time. Oh, yes. She it was does. right in front of us. It was right there. She's, it's right there. Dude, I love Clarice. Oh, she's so smart. Oh, I love Clarice. She's um, got it all. She was in control the whole time. Yes. Also, when she... Um, <laughs> There's this scene within the scene yeah. where she gives him something and he continues to ask for more and she leans in and she says something like quid pro quo doctor. Yeah. And he leans in and we don't see him, but we see his reflection yeah. in the glass ah! cell. Yeah. <gasps> so good. Oh, I, love that. I know I haven't talked about this very much, um, but this film is gorgeously shot. And so, so many parts were just made creepy by things like lighting mm-hmm. or reflections because mm-hmm. it was 1991, baby. We didn't have Marvel level CGI. Yeah. Yet. We had glass and we had <laughs> light and we had Jodie fucking Foster <laughs> and it works yes it, it does fucking works yes man. it does it fucking works i also want to point out they had a very important conversation during this third meeting which is where they discuss um they discuss bill and whether or not he's trans yes and i think this is essential because i the director has tried to defend this movie for these reasons and also apologized upon later realizing the the grand scope of this but um, I will say um, we established that Bill is like the moths that he puts in his victims and that he wants to change. But Clarice points out that um, uh, she says transsexual. We, we say transgender now. Um, so she says there's no, there's no correlation about trans, uh, between being trans and being a violent person. There's zero correlation, and she says that trans people are passive. And we'll talk about this more later. But Hannibal explains that Bill is not a trans person. Um, He's trying to be a lot of other things. Uh, We find out that he was probably rejected um, 
by all the places at that time that performed sexual reassignment surgery because after the evaluation, they would find out that he was abused by the system and just abused as a child and that he hates his identity and thinks he's trans, thinks that's the solution. Yes, yes. There is a lot about that that is that could be picked apart. Yep. I'm not going to pick every single thing about that apart, but that is the message that they're trying to say that essentially Buffalo Bill is not trans and there's no correlation between um, violent people, violent people and trans people. Right. Trans being trans does not make you violent. That is their official stance. Yes. Whether or not they achieve that stance is up for a debate. <laughs> Absolutely. But that is their, that yes, yes. Yeah. That's their point of view. They just, I don't know that they get there. I don't know. Yeah. Know, no. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. But I do want to point out this particular scene and that particular message. Not defending yes. no. or anything. I'm just... Because we are going to bring it up again. Absolutely. So. Yeah. In the second half, we're going to deep dive. Um, so there was that meeting. Very interesting. And then we have the lotion scene. I don't really feel like I need to go too deep into the lotion scene. I think we all know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's there. It's the lotion in the basket. Yeah. You know, I, did, I will say this. This is the first time I was like, oh, duh. He does that to dehumanize her. That's why he says it. <gasps> Right? Yeah. And puts the lotion in the basket. Oh. Yeah. And it's also, it's kind of gross, like sickening to think about why he needs her so badly to put the lotion yeah. on her skin. <laughs> you know? Like, it's so gross. He's so desperate for her to do it. Yeah. I, it's like, also, how did he figure this out, this process? Like, Trial and error, this lotion situation, or I'm guessing trial and Jeeves. error. Yeah, I, I don't think we had to ask Jeeves in 1991. Oh. I think he he might have had to go well, to a library. Alicia, oh. he had to go to a library. Yeah, he did. He had to go to the restricted section. The restrict. He had to put on his cloak of invisibility yes. and it to. Wow, we connected Buffalo Bill too. Harry Potter. Yep. High five. Who cares? We did it. Um, so that was the lotion scene. Then we get the iconic mask scene where um, yes, Ooh, yes. Chilton, uh, his psychiatrist, tells him the deal was fake and they're going to work on a new deal. They, uh, they take Hannibal to Memphis and put him in this cool cage in what looks like some sort of <laughs> museum. Yeah. It's a beautiful place. Oh my goodness, it's great. What a great place to be in a cage. Um, and then he <laughs> is confronted by the senator where he tells her more information on Buffalo Bill. Mm-hmm. He gives some fake information, including a name, very fake. And then he says, oh, I just love all of oh. these little lines. By the way, I love your suit. Love your suit. Love your suit. It's so good. It's so good. It's so you know, okay. Let me ask you this: Would yeah. you wear that suit again? Yeah. Ooh, you think you would? Yeah. I don't know if she ever would. I think she burns it. Oh, she wouldn't. She. Burns I would. It. Yeah. Same. Same. It looks great. I would be like, he's right. Yeah. Love the suit as well. I would take a picture. I would take a selfie and put it on Instagram yeah, yeah. so it would be immortalized for. <laughs> that moment i'd be like guess who gave get me a good a look of it yeah yep yeah i would uh, that would be my number one at a party story <laughs> oh this suit you'll never guess oh what yeah 
You'll Absolutely. Never would you? Kn- oh, yeah. You keep the suit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know you would. Yeah. I'd be like, Absolutely. You love my suit. <gasps> it looked great. It looks great. Um, here we reach the fourth meeting. It's very quick. We get, okay, so a lot of people get this wrong. A lot of people think he says, hello, Cl- Clarice. Uh-huh. Never does. No, does the line is, good evening, Clarice. Yeah. Um, that's where we, we ask we ask some more questions. We're like, we got to find Buffalo Bill. You said you would. And he tells uh, Clarice that Buffalo Bill is his, it's his goal is not, he's not angry. He's coveting. Mm-hmm. He's coveting something. Yes, he is. And a then, little too hard. A little too hard. And then he asks the question, which I couldn't stop thinking about um, as a way to kind of secretly tell her. He says, do you ever feel eyes moving over your body, Clarice? Mm-hmm. And as we no, because we've been watching this godforsaken movie. That's all everyone, anyone does yes, to her. Yeah, yeah. People are coveting her. Yeah. And it also m- makes you ask the question, like, yes, Buffalo Bill is a serial killer, and what he's doing is terrible. But also, like, it's interesting that everyone in this movie is, like, on this sort of creepy spectrum. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they might not be slicing her up, but they're doing it with their eyes in yes. a way, which is so interesting to, like, try to compare creeps in this movie and you're like everyone in who's this movie the prize is winner yeah yeah yep um then clarice tells the famous lamb story which is that she was not abused as a child she tried to save a screaming lamb um which just adds to her character and her empathy and mm-hmm. her compassion and her strength yes um and then he gives her back her case file book and she's forced to leave. Yeah. And this was a brief interaction, but essential. And it leads to my favorite scene, which is the dinner. Yes. Scene, which is where two guard he outsmarts two guards. He sure does. Eats one of their faces. Yep. And also there's a Bon Appetit magazine. Oh, God. Jeez <laughs> Also, there's a picture of... Yeah, he, he, he kills the guys and gets away, but... There's a picture of Clarice holding a lamb that he sketched on his table. And let me tell you, I think I'm going to go on the internet and try to find that. Ah. Hang it in my bathroom. Hell yeah. How would you Ooh, feel if you went I would in? love it. Would you love that in yeah. my bathroom? I don't think everyone would know what it meant. Yeah, exactly. What a... Just for those of us just who know. Us in the secret society. Yes, exactly. Um... Um, oh my gosh! And when he was when he beats one of the the guards, and the blood gets in the steak, <sighs> I was like, "That's not gonna bother him." Nope, he's just gonna eat. I always wonder because it was never he he was never gonna eat that steak. Never. <laughs> Didn't matter how you cooked it. No, he's gonna eat a he different like, just steak. Just raw, whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah, does not matter. Just send them in. <laughs> yep. Um, then we get the goodbye horses scene again. I don't really need to say much about this other than this is one of my favorite songs. Um, this is the tuck, the yes, tuck dance. Yes. Um, this is one of my favorite songs in the whole world. I wouldn't say it's because this movie, because of this movie, but I will say I watched this movie when I was very young before I understood what parts of it were problematic. And I thought this scene was very interesting. Yeah. As sure. a young person, as a young queer person. Um, and it, that probably wasn't good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but like we'll discuss later, there are very few queer films. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was a queer coded character. And I definitely yes. think I latched onto it because, and again, we'll talk about why that's problematic for queer people, trans people and non 
trans people who yes. are looking to hurt us. But it was interesting to see this very queer moment and feel something and feel attached to it. Yeah. And how that's kind of upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. Did absolutely. you, how do you feel about this scene? Well, what a question. I mean, how do you feel about this? Yeah. I thought, you know, <laughs> I had to keep reminding myself when I watched this scene, like, okay, they said he's not trans. They said he's not trans. They said he's not trans. But then I was like, what did they expect? Of course yeah. I want to make the connection. I, I wonder this a lot in that there is, there's problem on problem on problem, which is like them denying someone their transness. Mm-hmm. And I think about that a lot yeah. too. And I haven't really seen that discussed. Um, if anyone has an article, send it to us about how the problem within the movie is that they're denying this person their transness, which is, I, I don't know what it's like to be trans, but I know what it's like to be denied my queerness yeah. and say, I don't, people say I don't believe that yeah yeah so within the context of this movie yes it's hard it's a hard one to swallow it is yeah especially during the scene which is very this person really struggling to find Mm -hmm. themselves yes yeah yeah and it's so private and so intimate yeah it made me think of when I'm alone what do I do Mm -hmm. I dance naked yeah. And this was this person trying to see themselves yes. in the mirror, in their, maybe not in the mirror, in the video. Yes. They're making a video. Yes, exactly. Yes. Which is painful. It is. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, let's move on from Goodbye Horses to Clarice Saves the Day, which Clarice is. Clarice Saves the Day. Like you said, her superior uh, uh, follows a different lead. She follows the right lead. Um, she finds out Buffalo Bill is sewing a body. A, yes. s- a suit. Apo- apologies. Sewing many bodies into a suit. She keeps following her lead. And then they have a glorious chase yeah. scene. Um, one of the coolest things is his night vision. Yes. What a dick. It's of course so he has that. It's so I was like, creepy. oh, you fucking nerd, too. On top of it all. He's a nerd. Of course you have that. We're all nerds. But he. I know. This is that's especially. Why I was like, Ugh. Damn it. There's also. So I want to talk about when she when uh, Clarice goes to um, the first victim's home. Yeah. And the father answers the door and says, you know, go on up to her room. Everything's as she left it. And she finds in the jewelry box a secret compartment. Yep. With those. Um risque photos yep they weren't nudes but they're underwear yes exactly yeah. semi-nudes semi-nudes yeah and uh then she just leaves them there i thought about that so hard i was, I like, was like clarice oh her dad is gonna come up and see those you need yes. to hide them yes i couldn't stop thinking about it those are forever hide it's like girl uncleared like, her browsing history her, uh, right i know they don't need to know her that well no let her be their baby girl. Yeah. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Those are for her eyes only and maybe a partner's eyes. Yeah. 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 Whoever she intended. Clarice, that was the only mistake she made in this film. I know. <laughs> Come on. Um, yeah. Uh, I think you described it best how this, this, it was this perfect cat and mouse scene. Um, she ultimately wins, saves the day. Um, I didn't get to talk about this, but we see both her and her friend um, become special agents at yes. the end. Her friend, and I'm calling her her special friend um, because 
in my mind, they were together. <laughs> this is also one of the I only people of it. color in this film. And yeah. in my mind, they were both coded as a couple. So, yeah. Watch it again. It. Think about it. Um, okay. And then we see Hannibal right off into the distance chasing his, you know, his next, <laughs> his next meal. Yep. 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 He's found it. Yeah. Um, anything else on this deep dive before we take a break and then talk about some mm. arts corner stuff? Arts corner. No, I am ready. Yay. Okay. See you guys in a second. Soon. Bye. Bye. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Hi. Hi. Um, all right. So we are still talking about 1991, uh, The Silence of the Lambs. Yes. Um, all right. Real quick, before we dive into some fun facts, some themes, some arts corner, uh, what, Alicia, what do you think this movie is about? <laughs> I, 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 I've wondered. I've it's wondered. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure. I even Googled it. Yeah. Uh, I should have, I mean, I don't know. Under, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm the same. I, I think it's a character study. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, I think there are a lot of things it's about. I, I think it's about women in the workplace mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that's really magnified, yes. especially in this high intense situation. Yes. And then I think it's a lot about s- what it's like to be a psychopath and, yeah how that translates um, in different ways. Um, and also psychiatry. Yes. The, the study of the mind and the study of power. It was yeah. really, yeah. yeah. It's about a lot of, it's, I agree. I, I can't pinpoint an exact thing yeah, it's about. I know. And I feel bad about it. <laughs> but I don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's talk about some fun facts. Alicia, did you learn anything cool? Yeah, I learned movie. a few cool things. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, for starters, Entertainment Weekly voted this uh, the fourth scariest movie of all time. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, also, uh, interesting to note, uh, Sh- Sir Sean Connery yeah. was uh, the director, Jonathan Demme's first choice to play Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, oh but he turned it down. And Michelle Pfeiffer <gasps> was first choice for Clarice. I saw that too. Wow. <gasps> Can you imagine? Totally different movie. Yes. I am so happy they got Jodie yeah, Foster same. though. She just, and I'm going to say Love Michelle this, Pfeiffer. Love Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, but she was meant to be yeah. other things. Yeah. It's so interesting that this was too dark, but like something like Scarface. Yes. Isn't. I'm very curious. I, I can't match up the times, but I'm very curious where she was on her journey because she's done some, she's had some dark roles Yeah, and incredible at them. What a beast. Yes. Uh, uh, Catwoman. Whoa. whoa. That's such a dark Woof. role. Yeah. It's incredible. It is. Yeah. Um, what else? Um, so Sir Anthony Hopkins was cast based off of his role as, um, Elephant Man in the oh Elephant Man. Oh my God, I never saw it. <gasps> oh. It's so good. It's so good. Really? And when he was uh, when he was offered the role and asked why, uh, and the director explained, he said, "What? But I'm I'm the good guy. I'm not the bad <gasps> guy in Elephant Man." Yeah. And I think oh. the director said something along the lines of, "Well, you're not the bad guy in this one either." No, definitely not. Yeah. No. Um. That's so interesting that he came at it 
from that. Both him and the director came at it from that position, Mm -hmm. especially after being in that position. Yes. Yes. The other film. Yeah. Um, so there is a, a little bit of a goof, apparently, uh, although I think people are just being sticklers. Um, apparently, all the vehicles have Pittsburgh registrations. Uh-huh. And the film does not take place there. Fuck. Uh, apparently was filmed there, though, the whole the whole time. Uh, oh. If I'd noticed that, I honestly, I'd probably just keep it to myself. Like, I, I pointed out to you personally. Yeah. Probably not in large-scale way. <laughs> But it was written all over the place, so don't shoot the messenger. I won't. I won't. Don't you worry. <laughs> um, the glass bars for yeah. Hannibal's cell. Yeah. That cl- that idea came from production designer Christy Zaya. Oh. Uh, the character in the book was originally in like a traditional cell. <gasps> yeah. Bars. Um, yes, exactly. With bars on the wall. Uh, but uh, the director, Jonathan Demi, did not like the look of that. Yeah, shooting through the bars. And he also felt that they interrupted the intimacy that he was trying to build between Hannibal and Clarice. Yeah. And so the glass removed that. Yeah. It's almost like there's nothing between them. I love that. And there are a few points where she kind of breaks the rules and just sits right next to the glass. So it looks like they're almost touching each other. Yeah. And she's right next to one of those holes. And I was like, she knew at that point, I think it was kind of like, Getting to know like a lion or something. Yes. She's like, I know how close I can get. I was get. just thinking that. Yeah. Yep. <gasps> yep. Because he could have eaten her. Yes. From I that know. hole. Literally. Jeez. Just enough space. He's to done ah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <gasps> Jeez. Yeah. Uh, so for our, our first like live glimpse of Han- Dr. Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Uh, Sir Hopkins felt that he should look right at the camera oh, as it so pans across to him. Yeah. You know, when he turns and looks in. Uh, so that it would kind of give him the peer- appearance of knowing everything. <gasps> I love that. Whoa. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh, I love that kind of stuff. I know. Fuck yeah. Very cool. Um, all of the scenes in Dr. Le- Lecter's original cell have either a reflection of Clarice mm-hmm. or of Dr. Lecter himself, depending on the camera's point of view. Fuck yeah. Isn't that cool? So they're always kind of in a scene. They're always side by side. Yes, exactly. In a in a way. Yes. <gasps> yes. Um, you know, the, the, the quote, the fava beans, liver and Chianti. Yeah. So apparently now this is interesting. Um, all three of these things have a substance called tyramine. Yeah. Which can potentially kill someone if they are currently on a specific class of antidepressants called MAO inhibitors. Oh, wow. Oh, a lot of people are on those. Yeah. And they are very (gasps) widely used in mental institutions where... Lecter worked. Yeah. And is currently <gasps> now. Oh my God. Yeah. So was he, he would have known this potentially. Yeah. Was he trying to also kill himself with that? Is that what that is? I don't know. I would assume, because again, I haven't read the books, but I think his thing was not only would he eat people, but I think he would get other people to eat people. <gasps> That was that was what I learned from the second film. And again, that might have not been established in the universe. But I also think a lot of 90% of what he says is a riddle that I'm not smart enough uh, to understand. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, Because he kept speaking in like, um, 
uh, what's the thing where you jumble up the, the like an anagram or something? And I, yeah. Yes. And I was like, thank God Clarice is so intelligent that she can catch all of this stuff. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, okay. So this one really blew my mind. Uh, the rights to Hannibal Lecter were given away for free. Are you serious? Yes. Dude. Yes. Yes. So Michael Mann's movie Manhunter yeah. uh, was based on a novel called Red Dragon. Um, and they featured this infamous psychiatrist yeah. slash cannibal. <laughs> yeah. And the movie made barely, it, it was made with barely half the budget. Yeah. And so the, the producer of that movie just gave the rights away. He, fi- he was like, you know, it's worthless. Yeah, I saw that. And also they um, had cast Brian Cox as um, Hannibal, the Hannibal character. Wow. It was a flop, which is so interesting because Brian Cox is extremely famous now for succession. Yeah. For being the key. (laughs) I like to call him a villain. Logan Roy in succession. Yep. Which is fascinating just, yep. i would uh, I, i'm not gonna watch manhunter because they really emphasized how terrible it is but i i think that's really interesting yeah oh it's really interesting yeah oh my god yeah, yeah. well <laughs> speaking of interesting uh-huh. <laughs> this next one um no but seriously the, this one i thought was also really cool um yeah. so anthony hawkins said that he channeled an author an actress and a computer yep a computer yep in playing Hannibal Lecter in Silence of the Lambs. I was like, wow, that's dope. Okay, yeah. so the references were um, the author was Truman Capote. Yeah. The actress was Catherine Hepburn. Oh, my God. And the computer was Hal from 2001 A Space Odyssey. I love it. I think the most interesting one is Catherine Hepburn. Oh, because love it. He has a, I don't want to even call it femininity. It's, there is a woman in there. Yes. And Catherine Hepburn famous for being strong and wearing pants i know y'all yes so and also you can hear it you can hear a little bit of that transatlantic oh I'm, I'm, yes. i can't i can't do a Catherine hepburn impression love the suit love the suits um yeah you can hear it oh it's so good I, so good i'm so sad i didn't read that before watching this film or else i would have been watching a very different film which is yes where's Catherine hepburn in Anthony Hop- Sir Anthony Hopkins' performance. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so Buffalo Bill is also based off of some people. You, I know you mentioned previously Ted Bundy, mm-hmm. uh, but he's based off of three serial, serial killers. Yes. Uh, Ted Bundy, Gary Heidnick, who I did not know, and Ed, Ed Gein. I knew about Ed Ooh. Gein. Uh, big into skinning. Um, what, yep. a, what a phrase. Um, but big yeah. Big into skinning. Very interesting. Yeah. Wild. Um, yeah, that's my fun facts. I love it. I love it. I have a few fun facts as well. Some of our fun facts overlap. Um, okay. Okay. So, all right. I, there were a lot of like critical acclaims for this film, which I thought were so interesting. This is actually the only horror film in history to win an Oscar for best fucking picture. The only one. I thought, um... I thought the host did. The host? Do you mean Parasite? Yes. Sorry. Wow. This is true. I think Parasite is more of a thriller. I'm very curious. Hold on. I want to look up because I think this article might have been written before Parasite. I think Parasite is a horror. So I'm wrong. 
sign. But it's also, could I be wrong? It's very possible. Uh, uh, uh. Parasite. I'm determined to know exactly how it's classified. Yeah, those Google results were so funny. These are terrible. Parasite movie. Comedy thriller. Comedy thriller. Black comedy thriller. Because I would love to see the actual word horror. I would too. And know that it was the winner. Yeah, I would too. Uh, Okay, also, um, Silence of the Lambs is one of the few films ever to deliver lead acting uh, Oscars to both of its leads, Jodie Foster um, and Sir Anthony Hopkins. So they really made a grab for a lot of big awards. For real, for real. Um, Also, this is one of only three films in history to sweep the big five Oscar awards. Uh, uh, A full house of the two leading actors, best adapted screenplay written by Ted Talley, best picture and best direction by Jonathan Demme. Yeah. Um, We talked about the previous attempt. Um, Let me see. Gene Hackman was set to star in it at one point. Yes, I know. Wild. Um, Also, I found out that Buffalo Bill's dance was not in the screenplay. No, it was not. And that it he had to take two shots of tequila to perform. Yep, I don't blame him. Wild. Same. Um, nope, not same. Marissa, that's not a time to say same. <laughs> <laughs> I need tequila to do other things in life. It's certainly not that. Yeah. Um, I think it's time that we talk about some themes and some stuff that we yeah. learned as far as the themes. I'm going to turn it to you because I'm really curious what you brought and what what you learned. Okay. Well, I did notice, even though I didn't know what this film was about. Yeah. <laughs> even though I didn't know what this film was about. Yeah. Um, I did find, I mean, I, th- I thought I found some themes, you know, sex and sexuality was a theme. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. You know, um, I, you know, I did write demonization of trans people, question mark. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Hard Absolutely. to say. It is hard to say. It is something that crossed my mind though when I was watching, you know, and mm-hmm. I did have a sort of, um, un- unease, you yeah. know, um, but it is also, you know, you know, they do explicitly state and I was like, okay, I have to keep reminding myself that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But is it enough? I, think I know. That's what I kept yeah, asking I know. myself. And that is they, this they, enough? Had, they had been denied the transition surgery by several doctors previously. Yeah. Um, cause they agreed with that diagnosis. Um, but, <laughs> and they also, I guess, never explicitly say that he's gay, but I'm like, okay, but. I think they. Yes. I think at one point they say he has a male partner. Yeah, exactly. Had a male partner. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I have a hard time believing that anybody watching this wouldn't affiliate the character of Buffalo Bill with queer and trans community. Yeah. So. Definitely queer coded. Yeah. Exactly. It's hard. And. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do you expect us to do? You know. I. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to get into the trans subject a little bit? Yeah, let's yeah. let's do it. There was actually apparently a protest. Did you read about that? I saw that yeah. um, resulted in the arrest of uh, of ten people. Um, yeah, I I want to focus on this a little bit because I I was so murky on the subject because I and I think a lot of queer people and just any anyone can agree this is a great film, and yes. we're not denying it that it's a really great film. There's a lot of queerness to it that isn't related to the trans subject. I saw a lot of queerness in Jodie Foster's character. Obviously, Anthony Hopkins. Um, 
very queer, incredibly queer. Um, so those to me were wins. And what's interesting about having him as a queer villain is I feel like he was given so much perspective that, um, and, and so much time that it didn't feel like an assault on queer people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Feel free to argue me on that one. But I felt like since, since we got so much backstory and we got so much of his point of view, it felt that felt a little better than Buffalo Bill's character. Yes. Yeah. Um, I did a lot of research on this because, you know, like I said, I did want to get it right. There was a lot of discourse, um, especially over the past three decades about the transphobia in this film um, at its release. Um, LGBTQ people and activacy groups, uh, advocacy groups, apologies, um, uh, protested that night and it resulted in uh, the night of the Oscars yeah. when it was set to win all these awards. They protested and 10 people were arrested. Yes, yes they were. Yeah. Um, and as we recall, Buffalo Bill is the villain, one of the villains. I think pretty much the entire, everyone at Quantico is the villain, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I agree. But a lot of people believe he is the villain. He's a queer-coded serial killer obsessed with wearing the skins of his victims, keeping their clothes and dressing like him. This aspect of his character was based actually on Ed Gein, which we talked about, um, who also served as a basis for Norman Bates, which is a cr- oh. who's a cross-dressing serial killer and psycho. Oh. 1960s. That is a whole other talk I would love to have, which is yeah. Hitchcock's obsession. Apparently, this wasn't the only person who... Um, uh, cross-dressed or might have been coded as trans so in a Hitchcock film so I would love to talk about that more um, and for years uh, Jonathan Dem the director was always trying to either justify or apologize for the film's portrayal of this character acknowledging that while the serial killer wasn't intended to be trans Dem had failed uh, to get the point across to his audience. Yeah. Um, Silence of the Lambs explicitly tries, this is what, what he, in Dem's defense, Silence of the Lambs explicitly tries to distance Buffalo Bill's behavior from transgender identity. Lecter observes that Bill isn't transgender and Starling reminds the audience that there is no link between transgender identity and violence. The film overtly tries to separate its victim from the trans community in stark contrast to many of its predecessors in the horror genre. Of course, we're talking about Psycho and, and right. quite a few other, just any films that involve trans people. Or was it? Is it called Dress to Kill? I think so. Is that? Yeah. 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 Um, it's also for me, I, I could just see somebody using the argument like, oh, well, see, trans people are just people that hate their identity so much. They're not actually trans. I know. I was like, it's just too easy for somebody to use that against <laughs> the legitimacy yeah. of the trans community. Yeah. Um, also, this was the first person even close to trans that a lot of people saw. Yes. Um, and it was in this movie. And... Well, I think there can be stories and space for, you know, trans people maybe struggling with um, mental illness. Um, I don't think <laughs> this was done 
Yeah. Right. And he's, you know, the, the director is very taking accountability for that. It sounds like. Yeah. And it I sounds think, like, anyway. yeah, exactly. I think there is yeah. an effort. There is an apology. Um, but yeah, it's, it just, it blows my mind how on, on so many levels, you know, they're denied their transness. I know. That could bleed out into, it did. And yeah. a lot of people are like, this is a reference, you know, this is a, this movie, this horror movie that is fictional and not real is the reference on which we're going to judge yes. <laughs> trans people, yes. which is ridiculous, but also so is a lot of government. Yes. yes. And so are a lot of people. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so to get, that's kind of, the whole time I was sort of thinking of the perspective of like, people who are going to use this against trans people. But I also wanted to get the perspective of trans people watching this. Um, So I watched a friend, uh, Erica Rose, what's up, uh, suggested Disclosure, which I'd seen before, but I hadn't seen in a while. And it's great. It's it's a movie about representation of trans people in media. And it's just really eye-opening to see like, (laughs) whenever a trans person was in a movie in the 20th century... It was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) It was always for comedic purposes. It was racist. Right. Um, Or they were serial killers. It was just... And when you think about it in that grand scope, to on top of all of these terrible representations, then you see this. Yep. Oh, can you imagine being a... Like, I I will never know what this feels like, but can you imagine being a trans kid in the first trans person? Not even trans person person who's coded as trans in a movie is this yep yeah can you imagine yeah yep. i think the first uh, bi person uh. ever saw in a movie was on the oc <gasps> <laughs> and it, uh. it i don't think it was the best but it wasn't as bad as buffalo nope. bill nope it was Couldn't olivia wilde yeah, yeah i yeah. got the gift of olivia wilde <laughs> <laughs> bless uh, uh that used to mean something once yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um also i uh <laughs> a uh bianca lee who is a trans actress and writer even in disclosure admits she says i love this movie but it is problematic she highlights and this i thought was really interesting she highlights that jodie foster makes a statement about uh in the movie about how trans people aren't violent and they're passive and she was upset by this because she wanted Clarice to say trans people aren't murderers or serial killers yeah she just wanted that clarity yeah exactly she wanted that truth the the point of view to be very clear in that yeah because when you also in the in the grand scheme have you ever heard of any trans people killing people no I haven't nope they're all dudes one or two women yeah yeah it's dudes um okay and then jen richards um who is another amazing trans actress and writer who i love so much she said that she was coming out to a colleague um as as like she was saying i'm gonna start transitioning to a colleague who is smart worldly musician and the first thing the colleague said Uh. was you mean like Buffalo Bill? What? Yep. Wow. <laughs> so that is a Wild. lot of people's frame of reference for yeah trans people. Yeah. Ah. 
Anyways, that was all the info I got. I I <laughs> I'm blown away. I learned a lot about how wrong this yes this is yes. I'm I'm gonna keep loving the movie. It's let like me tell I, you, it's like I knew it, but now I know why. Yeah, yeah. That it helped to see it from eighty different angles and see yeah. all of the facets and problems and how we can do better with our yeah, horror movies exactly. and our trans representation. Let's not do them. Let's not do yeah. them dirty. Yeah. No time. No time. No time. No time for that. I love them too Don't much. Waste the I respect yeah. them too much. Yeah. Let's not do that. No fucking way. Uh, to continue a little bit more with the theme of like s- sex and sexuality, yes, though, um, I did think it was interesting that, um, you know, Clarice is so sexualized in this film, yeah, and perhaps one of the few people that doesn't do that is Doctor Lecter, yeah, and in a way she does seduce him, yeah. but it is not non-sexual, yeah, and it's her innocence. <gasps> she uses it. That seduces him. Yeah. I think that charms him really. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like the lacks of the lack of sex there. Yeah. They're almost equals in that department. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. I th- yeah, yeah. And but it but I also think it's interesting that um even though that relationship is non is very non sexual, yeah. He is the verbal mouthpiece before for how sexual everything else is first. The first verbal mouthpiece. Yeah. Because he talks about like, oh, your boss wants to fuck you. Yeah. Migs wants to fuck you. Yeah. Yada, yada. Clarice, everyone wants to fuck you. Yes, exactly. It's always he about sex. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting. Um, I would love to talk about, we've talked about the problems of this movie. I want to talk about something very important and good about this movie which is the legacy of Clarice yes um I I read this awesome article from Vox that's where I got a lot of this information from by the way today um which in it it, it's perfect I'm gonna link it in our, our little section um but it said that without her we arguably wouldn't have uh, the X-Files agent Scully. Think oh. about it. Think about it. Wow. Um, Another gay icon. Yeah. Series creator Chris Carter um, for the X-Files. Uh, uh, his concept of the show, um, as well as Gillian Anderson's portrayal of Scully herself, was inspired by Clarice. So That is so cool. Isn't that so cool? She went on, uh, this character inspired uh, many other people, um, many other characters, like Law & Order SVU's Olivia Benson, ah. or Helen Mirren's uh, brusque Jane Tennyson in the long-running British classic prime suspect. Um, I didn't watch that, but Helen Mirren. <laughs> Dope. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, I also read that through Clarice Starling, Foster and Dem created a template for women battling organizational sexism outside of the corporate arena in 80s films uh, while retaining their rugged individualism. So this was a turning point for women, strong female characters in film. We were getting out of the 80s, welcome to the 90s, strong women characters. Let's go. Spice Girls are on the way. Spice Girls girl power mm-hmm. i'm so sorry i just said that um, <laughs> but yeah that's all of my that's all of my 
themes and learning. I am just so thankful that Clarice is in my life and in the world. Yeah, yeah. So I like the other theme that I wrote down was feminist agenda question mark. (laughs) Because I I didn't realize, I didn't notice this until I started reading stuff as well. Yeah. And looking things up. But yeah, I did think it was cool that, did, did you see this thing about the FBI cooperating with them? No. Yeah, they cooperated with, production to recruit more female agents because the fbi was like well we need more female agents shut up we're gonna use this that's the coolest thing and they're like okay yeah let's do it (gasps) and so they they knew it would make for quote-unquote splashy recruitment videos and the fbi hoped that the film would yeah draw draw more women (gasps) that's what we need yeah that's what we need so they like they like had had the script and they like reviewed the script, corrected the details. Yeah. And then the FBI employees actually played the extras. Shut up. And it was a huge <gasps> success. It was a huge success. By 2002, the FBI received a Oops. record number of applicants. That's incredible. <gasps> I love that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Um, oh, that's so good. Um, okay. Any other fun facts or themes before we move on to the most important part of the podcast. Let's move on to the most important part of the podcast. This is a section I've been waiting to talk about with you specifically for this movie, which is... Let me sit up straighter. Get cozy. (laughs) Let me watch my podcast. Get cozy. Um, All right. Alicia, let's talk about which characters are gay and how they're gay. Gay, 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 gay. Jodie Foster is Clarice. Gay. Uh, Anthony Hopkins as Dr. Hannibal Lecter. Gay. Yep. Uh, Scott Glenn as Jack Crawford. I forgot who that is, but... Is that the FBI director? I think so. No, he was straight. He's straight. Ted Levine as James Buffalo Bill Gum. Complicated. Complicated. I'm going to... Queer. I queer. Think. I think queer feels Definitely safe. queer. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Harold as Dr. Friedrich Chilton. Straight. 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 Yeah. Or yeah, definitely straight. Deeply closeted. Yes, exactly. Deeply. Oh, he was so icky. Yeah. My prized possession. Uh, Brooke Smith is Catherine Martin. I don't think we got enough time. Yeah. She, I felt straight vibes from her. I could see it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all these other people, I do not remember. <laughs> Whoever plays her friend is gay gay Stuart Rudden is Migs straight straight that was pretty uh Darla as the dog precious gay oh totally gay dog was gay do you love how the dog lived oh my god it's so trusting uh I love how we we didn't talk about the dog there was a dog and I love that Catherine Martin thing yeah plus Catherine Martin saves the dog um, yeah, you see her holding it at the end. Yep. Um, iconic, iconic dog situation. I really thought that dog was gonna die. I do too. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about the scariest and funniest parts of this movie. Alicia, what was the scariest part? No, the movie? scariest part is when she is when Jodie Foster leaves those semi nudes on that dresser. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, girl, girl. What the hell? No. I think the girl's name I was is like, Frederica. Turn around! Turn around! Turn it's around. right behind you! <laughs> but no. No, she left him right there. 
That's terrifying. What do you think the scariest part was? Okay, so I didn't talk. We didn't talk about this, but there's one part where Doctor Chilton is kind of going over like all the things not to do around Hannibal Lecter, and <laughs> as like sort of a or else sort of mm. uh, uh, period at the end of his sentence, he pulls out a picture of uh, the last nurse who happened to care for uh, Doctor Lecter, and we never see what the picture is. Nope but we presume that he ate her face. And I thought that was so creepy that we never got to see the picture. I know, I know, I know. And I, to this day, sort of want to see the picture. Uh, uh, just to get it out of my it. head, I want to see it. Yeah, because what's in my mind is really gross. Mm-hmm. It's really gross. Alicia, that's all I'm going to think about tonight. Uh, no, no, thank you. Um, what about the funniest part? Ooh, funniest part... Uh, well, I'm drawing a blank. Um, what do you think the funniest part was? So I wrote down the cum in her face part because it made me laugh out loud out of uncomfortableness. But I really think it was love the suit. Yeah, I love that part. I loved it. Loved it. Loved love it. the suit. I love just, your suit. <coughs> that would change me. I just will be saying that. That's part of me now. At uh. Yeah, at parties. Can we just walk up to each other? Of course, we love the suit. suit. No one will know. Doing that, yes. I think that's one of the best lines for some people. Will know that'll be like a mating call, not a mating call, but you know. I know. Oh, the the, sort of relevant. One time, I was at this club, um, and I was with a group of friends, and "Goodbye Horses," the song during the tuck, comes on, and I was like dancing to it. I was like, "Why do I know?" And love this song. And I was kind of dancing. I was like, where's this from? And I turned on the sky. He just looked me in the eyes and he said, the tuck. And I was like, yep, yep. That's what it's from. And I like this song. And I'm mentally ill. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah. Party. I'll talk party. (laughs) Party. Party. So I'll talk about that with my therapist uh, this week. Shout out, Brittany. Um, mm-hmm. Alicia, I think I know the answer to this question. I'm going to ask you it anyway. Would you make someone sit down and watch this film? Yes. Yes, I would. I want Nikki to watch this movie. Oh, she's got to see it. Everyone yeah. has to see this. I think she can do it. I think she can do it. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. easy. I like how I said it's easy. It's, it's not. Easy. It's easy. <laughs> it's mostly in English. It's mostly in English. Uh, what did you, or would you, would you, would you in make a someone? Heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's easy, easy yeah. to, easy to pawn off. I remember when I was a kid, my dad described a lot of the movie in the car um, <laughs> to me. And then I remember him saying, we should just watch it. <laughs> Such a dad thing to do. We should just watch it. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. And then we did. Why did he need to describe it? I think he was high. Yeah, fair. In a cool way. My dad was a cool dad. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think he was, because he would describe a lot of movies to me as like, I think a way to see if I was up for watching them. I remember he described the brain scene in Hannibal to me when I was a kid and me being like, so I'm going to pass on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Conrad. Um, okay. Other than... Silence of the Lambs. What is your favorite horror film this week that you've watched? Mm. 
you know, I actually started watching, um, okay, so I'm trying to watch the fourth kind, but I'm so creeped out by it. You can do it. And it actually has nothing to do with the alien stuff that's happening now. It's just like independent. Yeah. It makes me so, I don't know what it is. So yeah, that would be it. You can do it. I'll watch it too. Cause I haven't, I haven't seen it and I've been dying to, and I used to not watch it because a lot of people said it was the scariest movie scarier than the ring a lot of people mm. would say that um but i'm a boss now fuck yeah i can handle it you can fuck handle yeah. it i can handle it i can handle it. also do you like how we've been talking 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 about all of this the same week that they found out there are aliens and none oh, of us care yeah. until now yeah yeah i mean in fair uh, i saw this guy i mean it, no never mind <laughs> It literally doesn't was matter. it an alien literally no it wasn't so it doesn't matter yeah but yeah i just i mean i still have to do stuff right yeah so i guess i'll until i don't have to do those things let me know yeah until we're evacuating um i'm just gonna keep Continue. making myself food and yep. going to my job <laughs> yeah yeah until you say otherwise paying the bills um keep paying me please that's number one until they uh, become hostile. Yeah. 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 Uh, what about you? Um, I just saw the end of Succession and I saw Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. I didn't really watch any horror movies this week. I don't know what's wrong with me. <gasps> Ooh. Ooh. Were you feeling calm? I think I was feeling busy. Yeah. Fair. I was not Absolutely calm fair. very much this week. So I didn't get the time that a horror movie deserves yeah i like to give a horror movie a little bit of my attention not all of it i still like to fold laundry yes, of course, of course. i have to move around yeah i have to check my I phone have to do stuff yeah yeah Listen. i have to scroll through something's videos in front of me yeah yeah several things have to be isn't that sad that I we need can't overstimulation watch. exactly yeah. exactly uh I, yeah i need to numb myself mm-hmm. with screens yep yes um, I'm addicted. Dude, I think I think I think we did it. We did it. I think we did it. Uh you ready to sign off? Let's sign off. Let's do right it. On. All right. Thank you guys so thank y'all. Apologies. Thank y'all so much uh for listening to us talk about silence of the lambs. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and follow us at I Need Some Creep on Instagram. Um also we are real comedians. And we host a monthly comedy show called Comedy Ugly. It's the second Thursday of the month. It's at 9 p.m. It's at Easy Lover in Brooklyn. Come say hi. Come hang out. We're we're literally going to strip. It's going to be so so fun. We have a really good lineup. Dope show. We have a good lineup every month. Yeah, we do. I'm excited about this. Oh, she's going to be so good. And yeah, that's it. Love you guys. Love you. Bye. Perfect. Perfect timing.